Chapter 8. Welcome to Warlocks and Workouts. In the last chapter, you discovered a massive cavern covered in vines and the sorceress Zenith. You destroyed three large flower bulbs and the vines growing from them begin to wither and die. Zenith was furious. She destroyed the ruins you were moving across, knocking you down into the jungle. Now you've woken up tangled in a net of dying vines. You couldn't have been out for too long since the sorceress is still hurling rocks down all around you. To free yourself, you begin jumping jacks in three, two, one, go. You begin jumping jacks, feeling vines around you shift. One, two, one, two. They drape like a canopy a few feet above the cavern floor. Some distance behind you, you see swaths of blackening vines radiating from the crushed red flower you pushed off the tower. As the life drains away, they turn hard as wood. A few vines are still knotted around your ankles, and you know you don't have much time before they petrify and trap you. You prepare to begin butt kicks to escape in three, two, one, go. You begin butt kicks, one, two, one, two. Behind you, the whole jungle is shriveling and turning dark as the dead vines spread. Above, you see the sorceress floating in her cage of vines. She curses as she mourns the loss of her flowers. It seems she's lost track of you. 15 seconds. Ahead, the base of the sorceress's pyramid rises up, covered in more red glows and countless still green vines. You pull your legs free and drop to the cavern floor, then prepare to switch to lunges to sneak under the canopy in three, two, one, go. You perform lunges, moving quietly beneath the canopy. One, and two. One, and two. Behind you, the patch of vines you just broke free from turns black and hard as stone. 20 seconds. I hope for your sake you're dead down there, the sorceress calls as she angrily returns to the pyramid's peak. You see her protective cage of vines twitch and ripple around her. The gem scale at her throat glows. I'll happily kill you a second time if I have to. Three, two, one, break. You catch your breath and take a drink of water. The pyramid isn't far now. It rises from the floor on a huge vine-covered base. Regular stone outcroppings up its side glow with the light of more red flowers. Beyond the base, the ancient stone is carved into huge steps, leading up to an altar with a final red flower at the peak. You judge that whole pyramid is a few hundred feet tall. You prepare to resume lunges in three, two, one, go. You push on, lunging beneath the canopy of vines. One, and two. One, and two. You hope the vines will hide you from the sorceress. The ground ahead is uneven. Huge pieces of the bridge and the supporting pillars have collapsed and been swallowed by the environment over centuries, forming little hills and peaks. 10 seconds. You keep lunging towards a section of collapsed bridge, which seems mostly part of the floor now. You keep your back straight and breathing steady. Three, two, one, break. You pause and take a drink as you stand atop a chunk of ruined bridge, brushing some dead vines away with your foot. There's a crack. The stone shifts beneath you, then crumbles completely. You drop into a pocket of space beneath the chunk of bridge, landing on your stomach in a pile of vines that immediately curl and grab at you, tangling around your wrists. You prepare to begin a plank with shoulder taps to free yourself. Three, two, one, go. 
You brace your core in a plank position and tap your shoulders one after the other. One and two. One and two. Each tap snaps the vines coiled around your wrists. They curl up and go black. You hear a voice above. I can sense you down there. You're a cockroach, aren't you? Hardier than you look, but my vines will still tear you apart. A shadow descends from the pyramid, and you redouble your efforts to dislodge the last clinging vines. Three, two, one, break. You stand up and wriggle out from underneath the collapsed section of bridge. The last of the vines fall from your hands, and you kick them away. You look up. Through the gaps in the canopy, you can see the sorceress and her bubble of vines hovering about 50 feet overhead. Where did you go? She cries, and the vines around you flail, trying to locate you by touch. Quietly, you take a breath and prepare to continue lunging towards the pyramid. Three, two, one, go. You lunge under the vines, descending each time until your knee almost touches the ground. One, and two. One, and two. There's a half-buried piece of stone by the base of the pyramid that looks like a good place to rest. As you approach, you get more conscious of keeping silent and balancing your weight with each step. Fifteen seconds. A shadow passes across the canopy as the sorceress swoops away. You can't hide forever. This is my domain. Almost at the stone now. Three, two, one, break. You hide in the shadow of the stone. You're now close enough to the pyramid that one set of lunges will get you to the base. The vines here are lush and green. Above you, you hear the sorceress hiss. Fine, she says. Let's flush you out. The flowers on the pyramid glow bright, and before you can move, the canopy of vines drops like a net, pushing you to the ground. You prepare to drop to a high plank with shoulder taps to break free in three, two, one, go. You hold your core tight in a plank position and tap your shoulders. One and two. One and two. The rock you were resting behind has sheltered you from the worst of the vines, but a few have snagged across your shoulders. You grab and tear at them with each tap. Fifteen seconds. You hear laughter above you, coming closer. <laughs> Struggle if you must. It won't change a thing. Your life is mine. You tear the last of the clinging vines away in three, two, one, break. You hide behind the rock, keeping your distance from the grasping creepers. You hear the sorceress cursing. Vines rustle as she heads in the opposite direction, still searching for you. You eye the pyramid. When the canopy dropped, the vines that were growing up the pyramid sides dropped too, pouring across the ground. The giant red flowers are exposed now each one growing atop a statue on those stone outcroppings. You prepare to begin a final set of lunges in two, one, go. You lunge forward, the pyramid rising up before you. One and two. One and two. You can hear the sorceress still hunting nearby. You move your feet with purpose, navigating the mass of vines by stepping carefully between tiny patches of clean floor. 20 seconds. The pyramid casts a long shadow through the cavern, so deep and dark that it feels like you're drowning. You step into it and feel your heart pumping in your chest. You hear the sorceress scream. 
Where are you? Three, two, one, break. You take a drink of water. Now that you've arrived at the base of the stone pyramid, the walls seem even steeper. You see cracks in the stone that'll make good handholds. About 50 feet overhead, the first outcropping juts out the side of the pyramid. A statue of a warrior stands on that ledge, and a red flower grows on the stump of its neck. Several more ledges like it sit midway up the pyramid, and a final bulb sits at the peak. All pulse with a red glow. You map out a route up to the ledge. Those flowers don't stand a chance. Aha! The sorceress's voice seems to reverberate from all around you. There you are! The sorceress rises up above you, safely encased in her cage of vines. It's supported from below by countless writhing creepers, swaying like the head of a cobra. You prepare to ascend the pyramid using ladder climbs in three, two, one, go. You find handholds in the rock and quickly climb the side of the pyramid. One, two, one, two. As you climb, vines shoot out from the sorceress's bubble like arrows slamming into the wall and trying to grab hold of you. Hold still, she shouts. 15 seconds. As you approach the first flower and statue, the sorceress's attacks finally land. A vine grabs you as you scramble over the ledge. You roll onto your back and prepare to switch to bicycle crunches. Three, two, one, go. You do bicycle crunches. One, two, one, two, bringing your opposing knees and elbows together. Each crunch stretches and snaps the vines constricting around your legs. The sorceress glowers from within her cocoon. You can't win! You're just a roach, and I have an army! She clenches her fists, and vines draw upward from the cavern floor, reinforcing her bubble. You throw off the last vine and prepare to switch to a wall sit to push the statue off the ledge in three, two, one, go. You rush to the statue and get into a wall sit, back flat against the stone. You keep your knees at 90 degrees and your core tight. As the statue rocks, the sorceress cries in alarm. No! She waves her hands, and the protective ball of vines lunges towards you. Creepers shoot out, wrapping around the statue and trying to push it back onto the ledge. You can't do this! I won't let you! The statue wobbles. All my hard work! Three, two, one, and the statue tips. Break. The sorceress is about to smash into you when the statue crashes into the ground below. The red flower is crushed, and the vines attached to it shrivel. The creepers winding around the sorceress turn black and wither. She recoils, eyes dark with fury. How dare you! She clenches her fists, and the outer layer of vines on her protective shell begin to shatter and fall away, like she's a lizard shedding a layer of skin. <sighs> You've ruined months of work! You look up. There are three more levels to the pyramid, each with its own statue and flower. Destroying them all might be enough to kill the sorceress's cage of vines completely. You prepare to resume ladder climbs in three, two, one, go. You ascend the side of the pyramid with ladder climbs. One, two, one, two, heading towards the next red flower. You grip onto the thinnest ridges in the stone as you move upward. 20 seconds. Get down from there! The sorceress shouts. More vines spear into the wall, but you're climbing too fast. The statue looms above you, only a few feet away. Just as you climb over the edge, you feel vines grab at your legs. 
you prepare to switch to bicycle crunches in three, two, one, go. Tendrils shoot from the sorceress's spherical cage of vines, but you keep tearing them away with your bicycle crunches. One, two, one, two. Zenith's shadow stretches across you as she rises up inside her vine shield. You cockroach! Each rip of vines is punctuated by her screams. Why won't you just die? Ten seconds. More vines turn black as they fall lifeless onto the stone. You feel their grip weakening and prepare to stand up and switch to a wall sit in three, two, one, go. You move into a wall sit as the sorceress swoops around to the opposite side, sending vines to shove the statue back onto the ledge. No! She cries. Who gave you the right to come in here and disturb Vostok's great works? You focus, holding a wall sit as she sends more vines to push the statue back. The resistance grows, but you hold firm and the statue inches toward the ledge. The flower atop the statue pulses red and the vines wound around the base begin to snap like bowstrings. Three, two, one, break. As the statue topples and smashes into the ground far below, the sorceress shrieks with rage. She crouches down inside her shell of vines as the outer layer withers into a hard black cage, then shatters. You, you insect, you parasite! She raises her hands and tries to command her vines to bring her closer, but they wobble around her like they're losing strength. You shake out your arms and legs and look upward, seeing just two more levels and two more flowers above you. You hope that once you get to the peak, you'll be able to find a route out of the cavern. Don't move! The sorceress snarls, but you're already preparing to resume standing ladder climbs in three, two, one, go. You ladder climb up the pyramid wall, keeping your back straight as you climb. One, two, one, two. The flower glows above you, pulsing with a deep, blood-red light. Get back here! The sorceress cries. She descends upon you, her gem scale gleaming. As you approach the ledge, one of the sorceress's vine attacks smashes into the stone and grabs your leg, spraying you with rock and sap. You pull yourself up the last few feet, then prepare to switch to bicycle crunches. Three, two, one, go. You begin bicycle crunches. One, two, one, two. Bringing your knees to your elbows. Left elbow to right knee, right elbow to left knee. The vines stretch and snap, and the sorceress hisses in rage from inside her shield. 15 seconds. A flurry of vines try to bind your ankles together, but you're kicking too fast. They break and turn a rotten shade of black. You pull free of the last vines and prepare to switch to a wall sit in three, two, one, go. You put your back against the statue and breathe steadily as you sink into a wall sit. Your knees are bent at right angles and your core is tight. The statue scrapes against the stone ledge. The sorceress's vines rush to push the statue back into place. Protect the flower! She screams. The statue rocks back and forth on the very edge. More vines slap against the stone, trying to push it back. You dig deep, feeling the statue slide. Three, two, one, break. The statue bounces off the levels of the pyramid until it thumps into the ground far below. You see what's left of the red flower in the wreckage, smushed into a paste. The sorceress reels as the outermost layer of her vine shield turns black, hardens, and shatters. 
What's left of her protective shell looks thin and flimsy compared to the start of the battle. She screams in fury, grabbing the gem scale hanging around her neck. It pulses bright, and ripples of magic flicker across her skin. You look up and realize you're nearly at the peak of the pyramid. One final climb will get you to the top level and the last flower. You prepare to resume ladder climbs in three, two, one, go. You climb quickly, raising your hands and feet alternately. One, two, one, two. Don't you dare run from me! The sorceress follows you, shooting out more lances of vines to try to pin you to the walls. We're not finished yet! Her ball of vines looks weak now, barely shielding her anymore. As you reach the very top, she charges at you, vines latching at your arms and legs. You prepare to switch to bicycle crunches in three, two, one, go. The vines throw you to the ground as you begin bicycle crunches. One, two, one, two. The sorceress hovers over the final flower bulb on the dais, supported by her ball of vines. Her eyes are wide and panicked, and her hand still clutches the gem scale hanging around her neck. <sighs> Finish it! She hisses. Tear the roach to pieces! Fifteen seconds. You rip another vine away, freeing yourself one crunch at a time. She begins summoning more vines, but you're almost free. You prepare to stand and switch to a sumo squat to rip the final bulb from the dais in three, two, one, go. You scramble to the bulb, wrap your arms around it, and begin sumo squats. One, and two. One, and two. The flower glows crimson as you pull it from its base. You begin to hear tiny cracking and splitting sounds. Forty seconds. The sorceress above you looks exhausted inside her shell of vines. Her creepers are thin and drooping, but they still have enough strength to form a protective cage around her. Why? She growls, raising her gem scale in both hands. With a gesture, she sends more vines whipping toward you. Why did you have to get in my way? You've done untold damage to my plans! The gem shimmers, and the vines loop around you, feebly trying to pull you away from the bulb. You tense your core and focus on dropping deep with each sumo squat. The red flower splits and finally comes free in three, two, one, break. You shake the dying plants off you, then kick the flower bulb off the temple and into the jungle of vines below. Then you step back, taking a well-deserved drink. The last layer of vines forming the sorceress's shell spasm, throwing the sorceress around. The gem scale slips from her hands and clinks onto the stone as the vines around her all die, hardening like the bars of a prison. <sighs> I can't believe it, she whispers. Millions of vines, ruined in an hour. You retrieve the gem scale, then look for a way out of this mess. A rope bridge connects the peak of the pyramid to a crack in the cavern wall. The bridge is built in two sections, with a tall stone pillar in the middle. The sorceress looks up, and you see a calculating gleam in her eye. <sighs> Plan B, then. She raises her hands, revealing a vial of red liquid. She hurls it. Glass shatters at your feet, spraying your legs red. Come, my spider beetles! She yells. You feel the rumble of insect limbs on stone. You prepare to sprint across the bridge in three, two, one, go. Wood creaks and the bridge swings wildly beneath you as you sprint across. One, two, one, two. 
you glance back and see the shiny carapace is crawling in a black wave across the pyramid's peak. Fifteen seconds. Run if you like, the sorceress calls. It won't help you. There's far too many to fight. You focus ahead to where the rope bridge is tied to the pillar and get an idea. You're almost to the end of the first bridge now. Three, two, one, break. You look back at the huge spider beetle swarming toward you. There's at least ten chasing you. They're so heavy that the bridge is creaking and stretching under their weight. The bridge is only secured to the pillar you're standing on by a couple ropes. You quickly untie one rope and the bridge tips, spilling two of the beetles into the jungle. There are still eight massive creatures chasing you. You prepare to sprint across the second bridge in three, two, one, go. You sprint across the last section of bridge towards the tunnel entrance. One, two, one, two. You pump your arms and push yourself to stay ahead of the spider beetles. The edge of the cavern is only a hundred yards away, but you can feel the bridge shaking as the sorceress's creations chase you down. Ten seconds. Just ahead is the wooden post where the rope bridge is secured to the cavern wall. The rope looks frayed and the knots already seem loose. Three, two, one, break. You step off the bridge and yank the ropes holding it in place. Behind you, the spider beetles spit wads of gluey webbing that smack into the wall around you. The ropes come loose and the beetles tumble into the jungle below. Seconds after they hit the cavern floor, the beetles begin scrambling around the vines. Claws scrape against the cavern's stone walls as they start to climb. You prepare to sprint into the mouth of the tunnel in three, two, one, go. You sprint into the tunnel. One, two, one, two. The path is thin and dark, lit only by a dim glow in the distance. You follow it until two open stone doors come into view. Fifteen seconds. Beyond, you see a small chamber crowded with huge stone cogs covered in dust and spider webs. These monsters will overtake you sooner or later if you can't find a way to block the tunnel. You're almost inside the room. Three, two, one, break. You step through the doors, catch your breath, and take in the mechanisms. There are two identical sets of cogs on each side of the room. The gears are flat side up, turning on stone spindles set into the floor like fence posts forming a chain of gears connected to the two doors. You scan the room for a lever. No luck. It seems you'll have to move these cogs yourself to close the doors. You rush to the nearest cog and prepare to shift it using seated dips. Three, two, one, go. You put your feet against the nearest cog and begin dips. One and two. One and two. Every time you push, the cogs turn, and the left door squeaks closed by another inch. Fifteen seconds. The door is half closed, but these cogs are old and misaligned. As you force the gears to turn, the one you're pushing rises up on its spindle until it's about to pop off. You prepare to switch into push-ups to shove the cog back down. In three, two, one, go. You put your hands on the cog and press it down with your body weight. One, two, one, two. You keep your core tight and your hands under your shoulders. With each push-up, you feel the cog slipping back down on the spindle. Its stone teeth mesh smoothly with the rest of the mechanism. Ten seconds. You hear clicking echo in the tunnel as spider claws gouge into the stone, and you prepare to switch back to seated dips in three, two, one, go. You get back into a dip position and push the cog with your feet. One and two. One and two. Your palms are sweaty and the cog is dusty, but thanks to your boots, you keep a firm grip. 
gears groan and click together as the door scrapes a path through the thick dust on the floor. The terrifying clicking of spider claws begins echoing through the tunnel, louder and louder with each second. Only a few inches more. Three, two, one, break. The left door locks closed. You catch your breath and take a drink of water. The clicking sounds of spider beetles are getting uncomfortably loud. You can hear their teeth gnashing together in anticipation. You dart across the room to the opposite mechanism. The gears all mesh in the same way, draped in thick dust and spider webs. It looks like the only way to move them is with brute force too. You prepare to resume seated dips in five, four, three, two, one, go. You set your feet against the cog and begin dips. One and two. One and two. The gears clunk, filling the room with clouds of dust. You try not to breathe it in and keep your rhythm. The door is halfway closed, but you can feel this gear slipping out of alignment with the mechanism. It rises up inch by inch until it's about to pop off the spindle. You prepare to switch to push-ups to shove it back down in three, two, one, go. You begin push-ups to force the cog back into place. One, two, one, two. The gear is huge, heavy enough to squash someone flat and it grinds as you put all your weight onto it. 15 seconds. The sound of spidery legs clicking is even closer now. You imagine those pincers closing around you and shiver. You push hard, breathing steadily as the gear slides down the spindle. You prepare to switch to seated dips for the final time in two, one, clunk, go. You set your heels against the cog and shift the mechanism with your dips. One and two, one, and two. The clatter of spider beetles is almost at the door now. You grit your teeth and focus on getting that door closed. The gears clunk with every dip and the door shifts inch by inch. 15 seconds. You see shadowy, unnatural shapes through the gap, barreling toward you. There's a spitting noise and sticky webbing splashes through the door. The gears creak and the door slams shut in three, two, one, done. The booming echo of the second door slamming shut fades. You look up. A single beetle leg is trapped between the doors. It twitches a few times, then goes still. You're safe. You shake out your legs and look for a way out. There's an opening at the back of the room, almost hidden by spider webs. A small, dark corridor leads upwards, and you follow the passage with one hand on the wall as it winds around and around. The stone ceiling lowers bit by bit, forcing you to stoop, and the floor becomes gritty with dirt the higher you go. After what feels like an age of walking, you finally see a light up ahead. It's the thin, glowing outline of a door. As you approach, you hear hidden mechanisms click, and the stone door shutters open. You step out into the warm glow of burning braziers and back into the central chamber of the Temple of Mohau. Several runes have started glowing on the altar in the center of the room. That can't be a good sign. You dig through your satchel, fish out Grisman's key, and go looking for the next door. After a few attempts at alcoves around the chamber, you reach a stone door covered with deep, jagged cuts, as though someone took a very, very sharp knife to the door. You press a key into the lock and turn it. There's a deep rumble around the chamber, and the scarred door slowly opens. End of chapter 8.